0: We have a special guest with us. We have Zibby Owens and Zibby is an author, she's a podcaster, publisher, CEO and mother of four. Her most recent book, Book Ends is amazing and we'll hear about that some more and Zibby is the host of a popular podcast, an award-winning podcast that is just amazing if you want to follow along for books and with authors. Moms don't have time to read books and we'll hear all about it today. Zibi, it's so great to have you here. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Great. And so I'm a mom. Between the two of us, we have seven kids. You're a mom oh of four. <laughs> I'm a mom of three. How we get it done, I don't know. I don't, <laughs> I can't begin to tell you how much work it is. I know you know. And I just wanted to start off with your journey and getting an idea of how you've managed to do this all because you're doing a lot right now. And so if you could just tell us about how you got started in this and, you know, your journey, that would be amazing.
1: I don't feel like I'm managing it all well. I was like in tears this morning. Some days are harder than others. Yeah. I do my best. Honestly, like I'm balancing so many things and it's okay until like one little thing in one of the many pillars gets off kilter and then everything is comes crashing down. And that like keeps happening. But when it's not, when it doesn't crash, I'm like I can do this. I can still do
0: this. <laughs> so
1: that's kind of where I am in life at the moment on a day when things have crashed. So anyway, but I didn't actually mean for this all to build and become what it was. My real goal was to write a book. I've been trying to write this book and sell this memoir since 2004 when I first wrote one part of the story, which is when I lost my best friend on nine 11 and then lost three, four other people in the same year. And I was at business school at the time and just felt like I had to write the story. It was so crazy. And, um, you know, anybody who's gone through loss and sudden loss knows like just that how your world changes and your DNA changes in, in an instant. So, I've been trying to write that story. And as much to process as to share that you guys, like everyone needs to know that we are, it is not guaranteed that from one second to the next, we are on this planet. So that started then. And I I kind of gave up for a while. I stayed home with the kids for 11 years. And then I got divorced, which is another reason why I can do all this, not to advocate that at all, but I am divorced and remarried. And so I have long weekends, every other weekend where I can catch up and work and do stuff. And I swear there's no way I could do this all with the kids with me all the time. But I do have these like breaks where I can work, work, work and sleep and do all this stuff. So I mean, I don't sleep much anyway, but, you know, theoretically. So it started with uh, wanting to sell a book. I had changed the concept to wanting to come. My husband suggested I compile a bunch of essays I'd written about parenting in a book. And I said, oh, moms don't have time to read books. And I was like, that's so funny. I'll make that the title of my book. And publishers apparently wouldn't have found that funny. So I talked to some agents. I talked to some friends. And one friend who's an author suggested I start a podcast to build my platform. I wasn't on social media. I was, I was like, you know, I've been writing for magazines since I was 14. They're like, yeah, that doesn't count. Okay, great. So that's really why I started it. And the reason why I, I highlighted authors is because I'm such a huge book lover book nerd. I've always been like enthusiastically recommending books to all my friends. People would call me before vacation. Like I've always been that person who loves to read and even articles. So at first, I was going to just read a bunch of articles and read book excerpts. And then I found that was illegal. So I couldn't do that. So I thought, okay, I'll just interview authors. And that has unleashed so much for me. I've always loved authors. I've written authors like pen pal style since I was a kid. But... I've learned so much about the journey of publishing. And then along the way, I ended up um, compiling two anthologies of essays written by authors who had been on my podcast. And then this children's book opportunity fell in my lap, which became Princess Charming. And now my book, Bookends, came out in July. So I've worked with three different publishing houses myself and talked to 1,300 authors or more. And with all of that, I've Learned all about the industry, and I do have an MBA for whatever that's worth. And I I do like to think analytically about how to change things, and I'm creative that way. And for whatever reason, have this foolish belief that I can affect change in like whatever thing I set out to do. So um, I've now started this publishing company, which takes up a ton of my time, called Zippy Books, and um, I've designed it to put authors at the center of everything. And we're producing fiction and memoir, twelve books a year. It's like a year of reading, almost like a book club where you could just read these books and. Um, have the shared experience and community in reading them. And that's where I am now with this media company and the podcast network. And I just keep following these paths that, that sort of unfold, obviously in front of me. And I'm like, well, I have to do this next. So like, you know, now I'm like bookstores, let's think about that. You know, you know, what's next. Um, so it's hindering my productivity because I keep adding things, but I'm like, but I have to do this. So uh, that's another reason why the cards keep crashing down. That's my story.
0: Yeah, I know. We have so many similarities. It's unbelievable. Like, I hear you talking, and I still have a manuscript for a memoir, too. Um, And then, you know, you spoke about your best friend, you know, being killed in, in 9 11. And, you know, my husband died. So I know what that grief and loss is like. And one thing I wanted to ask you about, because you mentioned not just a while ago, but I think it's in your book that in all likelihood, your best friend died at her desk. Yes. You know, in that unbelievable, just unbelievable day that none of us will ever forget. And my husband started dying at his desk. Oh no. Yeah. And when I read that, I was just like, oh my gosh, like this is unbelievable because then that changed everything for me. And I wrote about that in my book, Holistic Wealth too, that he, he started dying because, you know, he had a tumor that bled and it started at his desk. And for me, that changed everything in terms of how we view work, how we are envisioning our work going forward. And I wanted to get a sense from you on how that impacted you, you know, in terms of meaning, living a meaningful life, you know, after loss and and learning some tremendous lessons and you know, knowing for me, too, that my husband died or, or started dying at his desk and he sat, he sat there because the, the demands were so much. He had a long line waiting for him, colleagues, my, everything, and he, couldn't, he just didn't, couldn't get up. And so I want to get from you, you know, how, how that changed your perspective.
1: I feel like that profoundly changed my approach to, to work because I decided that if I was gonna die at my desk, like her, I had to bring whoever I was to that desk. And it took me a long time to figure that out. But I, at the time I was really into marketing and advertising and brand management and, and all of that. And that's what I had been doing. I was also really interested in psychology and I hadn't quite arrived at the perfect job for me. Cause like I knew what all the things were. I even took this professional development class at business school and I was like, okay, here are all the things that would be a perfect job. But it doesn't exist. Like, <laughs> I, I know my skill, I know what I can do well, but there is no job for me. Turns out it wasn't invented yet. I had to wait till podcasting came around, be literary podcasting, who knew, or whatever it is that I'm doing. So, sitting at Young and Rubicam on the Pepperidge Farm account and putting that PowerPoint together, like, I of course could do that. And it was enjoyable to me. And I love talking about brands. I love brands and branding and logos and all of that. I love that stuff. But anybody could have done that. Like anybody could have made that report. And I was like, how am I, what am I bringing to this? Especially because at business school, I met all these people who loved marketing. And I was like, well, I don't love marketing. Like I've always wanted to do it. I love writing. Like my whole goal since I've been a little girl is to be a writer. So, but these, some of these people really had goals of doing marketing. And I'm like, okay, you take those jobs then. (laughs) You know, like you take it. Now informing my company, like work, being professional, being at work, like these things do not exist in my business. I mean, I know that sounds bad, but you know, I'm like, you guys work on the beach. I don't care where you are, just like get the stuff done. And like, there are no hours. I mean, somebody was like, should we give people Friday afternoons off? And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, <laughs> like, yeah. like where are we anyway? We're all, we have a totally remote team. Yes. Like maybe we won't schedule team meetings on Fridays so people can drive or do whatever they want, but you know, people are going to finish their work, but they're going to work when they need to. And it's a startup. So maybe they'll be working in the week. Who knows? They'll probably be reading on the weekend. Anyway, my approach is very personal and we all get to know each other and we like stay together and it's really fun. And I want to hire people who I want to be friends with, or at least like respect so much that I want to soak up the knowledge or, you know, that we could all have a team atmosphere that is cohesive. So that's just super important to me. And so work, it's so trite. Before I was doing all this and people would say, do what you love, it'll just turn into a job. I'm like, yeah, whatever. No, it won't. You know. But when I started the podcast, it was very much like, well, this might never lead to an income, but that's not why I'm doing it. I'm doing it because I love it. And I was also doing it you know, just to meet people. After I started and I got so hooked on it, my motives kept changing. But originally, it really was to help me sell a book. Now that the books come out, it's like gravy, right? Like I've gotten so much more than a book. I've gotten a world.
0: Them. Absolutely, and the book is doing so well in terms of the reception, publicity, and, and that's amazing, Zibi. And so, so many female entrepreneurs listen to this podcast, and you mentioned your business, your your MBA, your business background, and so many women too, right suffer so many setbacks when trying to grow and scale their business or even just starting. <laughs> so many of them have said on this podcast. Any advice, especially for moms? Any advice for women in terms of how you've transition and grown your business, any advice for women listening in? Oh man, maybe they could give me some advice.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they could just send me a DM. I'm on Instagram at Zibby Owens. Just give, you know, just send me your advice. I don't know what I'm doing. Um, my advice to you, I tried to start businesses with a business plan. Like I helped my husband's company become a crumb cake business with distribution and, and all of that. I had a five-year plan. I had detailed projections. I, I, I know how to do that. This is so much more organic. And it's so much more successful as a result of that. I think the instinct is to try to plan it all out, map it all out, dictate where it's going. And it's almost like writing a book. You don't actually know exactly where it's going. You, you have a seed of an idea. And you know that there's something there. And you, you have to try and test. And I've tried things that haven't worked. I've tried things I didn't think would work and worked great. You just don't necessarily know. So, I think pivoting, I think experimentation, trying things, measuring the results, you know, always getting feedback. You know, at the beginning of the podcast, I analyzed all the data and I was like, okay, not only do people not listen to my 45 minute podcast relative to my 30 minute podcast, but they don't even start them. So, the length deters them from even attempting it because they know they won't be able to finish it. So, I was like, I have to keep my podcast at 30 minutes or less because I'm doing the guest, the disservice. It doesn't make it better. It makes it much worse. So I, I learned from that. And I think continually learning, continually getting data, making results based on what's happened in the past, not being afraid to fail. Like I try stuff all the time. I just started a publishing company. What am I doing? You know? And, but I keep saying like, even if this fails, like and it, it can't because my goal is to change the way people view authors and treat authors as publishers. And I'm already setting a model for that. So is my goal, you know, selling tons of books? Yes, that'd be great. But that's not my why I started it. Right. So being aware of your inner goals and seeing where things take you. And, and also, I think it's important hiring the right people has been a huge challenge. I have, I mean, I have wonderful people, but it's, you know, not something. I had training in, you know, building teams and, you know, I've learned for me things along the way that, you know, I have tons of ideas. I don't necessarily need to be around other people who have tons and tons of ideas. I need people close by who can take the ball and run with it. Right. I need somebody who I can be like, I love this. What do you think? And have somebody be like, actually, maybe you don't want to do that for these 16 reasons. <laughs> and like, Cause otherwise I would have just done it. So I think having the right people around is super important. And, and I also think, having your whole family be part of the whole thing. I mean, I involve my kids. My husband is so, I mean, he was like basically co-founder of this whole thing with me. I mean, every step of the way. And my kids are a part of everything. I take them to my book events. They know about the books I'm reading and the, you know. So I think just letting everyone in, letting everybody be a part of it, makes everyone sort of get some of that startup excitement, which I I find intoxicating.
0: Absolutely. And just in terms of the publishing companies, it'd be like, I know, you know people are listening in who have goals and dreams of writing a book and becoming an author. Any advice from that perspective for those aspiring authors and writers in terms of I know I, I've been there in terms of building the platform too and all of that. Any advice for those people listening in?
1: Like writing about business, I love reading those stories, those aren't actually what we're producing. We're just doing, you know memoir, strict memoir and and fiction. But I will say for anyone trying to write their story, For me, it always helps to think about the scenes, like as if they're movie scenes, like what scenes are critical to this book? Why, what are the scenes that like call to me that I'm like, I need to include this. And then I write those out first. And I think if you're selling a book, you'll be much more successful, even though you're not supposed to have the whole thing written. If you show a publisher a perfectly like edited, fully formed, ready to go book, you will be much more successful than a proposal. I sold my book on proposal, but it was a, it was a slog and it took me many attempts and rejections i ended up getting an editor who made my book better and we could collaborate and i was really looking for a collaborator and i'm so grateful i found one in carmen johnson at little a but i would say try as much as you can to to write your story to not doubt yourself like yes your story is interesting building a business full stop that is an interesting story Just don't write it. Don't try to do anything other than tell your story. People need stories. They need role models. They need to see that it can be done. And they're not going to get that from an article on eight steps on how it can be done. They get that from stories of of people who have come before them. So I think remember that your story is useful.
0: Absolutely. And so just to wrap up, can you tell the audience where to get your book? And how to find you on social media and your website?
1: Yes, my website is zibbyowens.com, Z Z-I-B-B-Y-O-W-E-N-S. I B B Y O W E N S. I'm on Instagram at the same handle and on Twitter and whatever. My book is Bookends Memoir of Love, Loss, and Literature. I talk a lot about my career in there and how I got to this place and a million other things. And yes, it would be wonderful if you would pick it up. It's available everywhere and that would be wonderful. And my podcast is Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books.
0: Awesome. So great to have you, Zibby, And it was amazing having you here. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us this week on Holistic Wealth with Keisha Blair. Make sure to visit our website, keishablair.com, where you can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Spotify, or via RSS, so you will never miss a show. While you're at it, If you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. Are you a member of the Institute on Holistic Wealth? If not... What are you waiting for? Go to Institute on Holistic Wealth slash memberships to choose your membership plan and join. As a member, you get so many perks free worksheets, advice, coaching, and a member's workshop to design an intentionally designed life. You need to figure out your life purpose? Take the Build Your Life Purpose Portfolio online self paced course. You're struggling with all your money decisions? Take the free financial identities quiz and then take the course. You recently had a breakup, job loss, or experienced the death of a loved one? Take the holistic healing course. You need an overall plan to achieve holistic wealth? We will help you figure out your holistic wealth blueprint. And of course, if you want to start making money by helping others achieve holistic wealth, become a certified holistic wealth consultant. Regardless of what career you've got, the Institute will show you how to increase your income and what in your purpose. The sooner you join, the sooner you start to achieve a more holistically wealthy lifestyle. And you're going to want to stay for a very long time. So go to Institute on Holistic Wealth slash memberships to join. If you haven't read the book yet, pick up a copy of the award-winning, best-selling Holistic Wealth 32 life lessons to help you find purpose, prosperity, and happiness.